Welcome to the Smart Rebel Podcast. My name is Simone Ehringfeld and I am a giftedness coach based in the UK, where I am also a researcher in the field of polar studies at the University of Cambridge. This podcast is for smart people who want to live rebellious lives, for gifted individuals who want to thrive in life and make the most out of their talents and potential. I coach some of the most intelligent, promising, and driven human beings on this planet. And with this podcast, you will get a chance to witness some of the most transformative conversations you will ever hear. Because that's what I do. As a coach, I change lives one conversation at a time. Thank you for joining me, Marlies. Um, it's great to have you here. I know you've been following me on Instagram, which is how you found out about the podcast. Um, but we've never spoken to each other live before. I haven't met you yet. True. Um, so let's uh, get let's get us started by you just introducing yourself. Yeah. So I'm Marlies. I am 36 years old, and uh, I live in the Netherlands. Um, yeah, I'm kind of new to this whole field. And yeah, I was following you because I was kind of new to it. So I was very eager to learn more about giftedness and everything. Um, so yeah, I found out over Instagram that you uh, were asking if people were interested in, uh, in a coaching over mm -hmm. the podcast. So yeah, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Um, so you're saying that you're new to giftedness. Is this something that you recently found out about yourself or... Um, yeah, I, I suspected it when I was in my late teens, early twenties, mm -hmm. but back then it was like a little weird or something. It wasn't quite the thing that it is now. It's, it's more accepted nowadays. I have the feeling that it is like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but lately I, uh, I thought I, I ended up in a burnout over the summer. Mm hmm uh, but then I went to a psychologist because, uh, like my, uh, my doctor told me just try that. So I went and he kind of told me that he suspected, um, that I was creatively gifted and that it wasn't a burnout or a bore out, mm -hmm. uh, why I fell out and why I couldn't progress in my job anymore. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that is that is how I actually <laughs> came to terms with with giftedness. Um, yeah, so that's actually my story. Mm, wow. Okay, so yeah, did you had you heard of bore out before that or before that time? Yeah, I've heard of it, but I've always like pushed it to the back of my head, like ah, it's never gonna happen to me or <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, boreouts and burnouts, you know, when it comes to giftedness, they, they both, you know, exist. And um, boreouts are very similar in terms of symptoms to the burnouts. And it can be so difficult to understand whether you're actually overwhelmed or mm -hmm. super underwhelmed. It's weird yeah. because they're polar opposites, but sometimes it's really hard to understand which of the two is going on. And sometimes it can even be a combination of the two. So yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Are you still currently in a bore out or have you recovered from that? Oh, well, it was kind of um, a combination of things. I also got a, a, a weight loss surgery in November, mm -hmm. but I, um, I got into my bore out 
in in July, okay, or May, something like that. That was the summer. It's kind of a blur to me all that mm. <laughs> last half year. Mm-hmm. So um, I was already getting better from my bore out. I already think I already worked through a lot of that um, before I had my surgery. Um, but my, actually, my my work gave me the opportunity to just start slowly with working more hours in the week. So I'm still doing that. I'm currently on four times four hours Mm -hmm. and that's actually going pretty well. And they also know um, that I really need yeah, something to tickle me a little bit more. So I told them that. And that's why they gave me that um, coaching for Mm -hmm. uh, to learn more about myself and what kind of work fits for me and who I am and what I need to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this is career coaching that you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, right. So it sounds like your, your employer is actually quite supportive and they're listening to your needs, um, relatively yeah, well. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, I'm good. very happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't see that everywhere. So it's, it's, I'm quite amazed by that. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Great. Okay. So with regards to our conversation, how mm-hmm. can I, how can I help you today? Well, I'm quite eager to learn more about um, procrastination because I, I I found out about it, like the word, I heard it before, but I never really knew what it meant. I'm not English. Maybe you can hear that, but I'm Dutch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so the, the word was new for me and someone pointed it out, what it meant and explained it to me. And then I was like, oh, but I do that like every day, like all day long in my job. I I, I even did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would like to learn more about it, about it and how I can avoid it <laughs> and work okay. it out of my life. Okay. Cause it bothers you. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Because I know I have to do things, but I just don't know why I don't do them. Okay. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. So what bothers you about it? The not knowing why you don't do it? Yeah, and the not doing it, of course, because mm-hmm. then I know that if I do it immediately, it will be done like in five or 10 minutes. And then I have the whole rest of the day in front of me. But somehow I see it as a big pile of something I do not like to do. And I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. A big pile of something I don't <laughs> want to do. Yeah. 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 So this regards things you don't want to do. Actually, yes. Like household things or <laughs> even calling a customer. I really do not like to call people mm-hmm. because I always have the feeling that they could, um, even if it's a happy feeling conversation, I still have the feeling that somehow people could get like angry or it turns into a less comfortable conversation. And mm-hmm. It feels like I want to avoid all that. Interesting. Yeah. What's your um, What's your job? Can you just briefly describe? What yeah, you do? of course. Um, I'm a remote kitchen sales person. <laughs> remote kitchen sales person. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I sell kitchens, but remote. So we use uh, computers with sharing screen uh, to uh, design a kitchen 
and uh, to sell it, of course, that's the main reason. Mm-hmm. And I do it at one of the biggest interior stores in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it sounds like you, you're in touch a lot with customers, with clients. Yeah. So I need to call a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you keep putting those phone calls off because you're like, oh. Yeah, definitely. When, um, look, I have a, a two hour appointment with a customer and that's not really what bothers me because I'm new to them. I know that I know this stuff, so I'm not really bothered by, by doing those uh, appointments. But afterwards, when I sell the kitchen and I need to keep an eye on the items that were not yet in stock when we ordered the kitchen, and then I need to call them that they will not be coming, or I need to call them that I have them in stock and that I can deliver them. And then I need to discuss with them on what date. Um, but there's always additional questions coming from that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's what I'm not looking forward to in those conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's actually, it sounds like you're afraid to disappoint people when items are not in stock. Or I think you could say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why are you afraid to do that? Why are you afraid to disappoint? I don't know. Mm. I always think of myself as a chameleon. Like when I'm in conversation with people, I can turn into this person that they want to have a conversation with. Um. Yeah, but I don't like to let them down. So maybe that's the reason why I also do that. Uh, But I I really couldn't tell you where it comes from. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think in a way it's very human, isn't it? We don't like to give bad news to people. We don't like to tell people, oh, your kitchen is going to be delayed or some things are not in stock or the price is going to go up or things that you know are going to um yeah maybe potentially be a cause of upset for Mm -hmm. people I think it's very human and it could just indicate that you have a big sense of empathy for people and yeah I'm highly sensitive also yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah I'm a big empath yeah yeah so do you often experience this that that the the customers that you call that they respond in negative ways or that they take it out on you or are these conversations often difficult yeah that's actually the strange thing because it hardly ever happens ah yeah (laughs) see this is so interesting yeah Yeah, it hardly ever happens it's uh i usually think that is because i um like i said before i'm a chameleon so i can make um a really good connection with my customers in that first conversation that I have with them. Mm. So then after that, they already know that I know my, uh, yeah, I have the knowledge about everything and they respect me for that and they enjoyed our conversation. So when I tell them something that is not nice, yeah, that disappoints them, then usually they also are empathic towards me because Mm -hmm. they understand Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's kind of strange I really I'm kind of lost there (laughs) I mean it sounds to me like you're you're really good at your job 
Ah, that's nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you are because of the sensitivity and the, and, the, and the empathy, you are really good at bonding with people over those first conversations and, and showing them your expertise and showing them your knowledge so that when issues do occur later on, they feel a sense of trust with you and they don't actually take it out on you or it doesn't often lead to those difficult conversations that you mm -hmm. fear so much because you're so good at what you do. Okay. <laughs> thanks yeah that does a lot that means a lot to me hmm why does me saying this mean so much to you yeah it's just that I obviously I know that I'm good in my job because of course I see the proof and the numbers and everything but still because of um I had to stop working for like half a year and I'm recently getting back into it it kind of make me makes me feel like yeah i'm disappointing mm. to my employer or myself i think more mm. yeah i can see that this is it's it's an emotional topic for you yeah um, definitely mhm mm and it's interesting cuz we've been talking for a couple minutes yeah and you know, we're already here. We're a couple layers deep into, you know, the phenomenon of procrastination, which is merely a symptom of something that's underlying, mm -hmm. which is a, a fear to disappoint people. And underlying that is actually a fear of disappointing yourself or a feeling that that's what you're doing, or that's what you're doing to your employer. So why do you feel that you're disappointing? other people in yourself yeah I don't know have That's you a strange thing is this a recent feeling or is this something that you've carried with you for a long time um I can recognize it even from my childhood mm -hmm. that I was always scared of letting people down mm -hmm. yeah but I don't know why I don't know where it started yeah. Are there particular in instances where you disappointed people or let people down that come to mind when you think about this? Uh, let me think. Um, I think it was mostly when I was borrowing something from my father and didn't return it immediately to the same place where I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I remember that my father got really upset about it. My father is also, I think, quite gifted. Mm. And uh, in a lot of ways, we are very similar. And he also was a little bit artistic about putting his things like office supplies, you know, that um, uh, that you use sometimes on his desk on the ad in the attic. And I just, from my bedroom, I used to go up and I just took it and used it and I knew all the time I need to bring it back I need to bring it back but then I just spaced out and forgot about it because I was thinking of something else at the time and then my father <laughs> he always get uh got upset with it he came into my room and sometimes he was really angry and sometimes he was just like being a little bit sarcastic like holding in his anger 
so maybe that's where it, where it came from. But my father is actually a really laid back and relaxed kind of person. So mm-hmm. maybe because it was a little bit of a surprise that he acted like that. Mm. Well, I think it's meaningful that I ask you what are instances that come up and this is the story that comes into your mm-hmm. mind, you know? Yeah. It is significant. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. So, it, I mean, a lot of these things are when we carry, when we've carried them with us for a long time, it's because we have these childhood memories or particular patterns of behavior that have an origin like way back. And it can mm-hmm. be things that are like kind of silly, like you boring an item and not returning it immediately. And just, but this, it, it impacted you, the response you got. And and that's, again, it's so, so human. And then it can sort of, you know, trigger particular ways of thinking or being that now lead to you having this fear of, of disappointing others or disappointing yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about the disappointing yourself part? Is there any instance that comes up for you? Um. I think the not finishing my studies. Uh-huh. I tried um, higher education, a few of them actually, but mm-hmm. I always stopped after like half a year in mm-hmm. because it didn't feel right. But yeah, I, I did like three studies, um, but I didn't finish them all. I stopped like after a few months in. And I always thought, why? I, I know I can do this, but it's just like it wasn't interesting enough. But still, I keep going back to that point that I regret that I didn't finish those studies because I would really like to work in that field. Mm. And it was interior design. Um, but still, it, it didn't quite feel... Um, like it was for me, like a hundred percent fitting for me. It, it always felt like I I needed a one-on-one kind of way to learn instead of this academic thing. Mm-hmm. Because I, when I see it, I know it. When I see someone do something, I can do that as well. So that was the strange thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's strange at all. <laughs> I just don't fit in the in the schooling. Uh, how do you call that in English? The yeah. the education system or the yeah, the educational system. system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and this doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of people like listening to us and thinking, "Oh my God, that's me." I so struggled in school. Yeah. I was a school. I was a a higher ed, a college dropout myself before I found my own ways of making education work for me. But Mm -hmm. this is so common um, as an experience that gifted people go through is becoming a dropout, trying one study degree after the other and continuing a fail and, you know, not just not fitting in. And that leads to questions of like, well, what does that mean about me then? If I somehow cannot do this, I must yeah. be dumb. I must be stupid. I must I'm such be such a failure. Opposite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm such a failure. Yeah. 
you I know, know it's how, not true, but <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, it's such a big blow to your self-esteem if you have the feeling of continually failing at education, yeah. because you know, then the the thought is often, well, somehow I cannot do this. I'm not smart enough. Mm-hmm. When it's actually the opposite, you can be too smart to go to school, you know, in, in, in our education system. Yeah. It felt so useless sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a, a key moment because you say that, well, you, you go back to that time and you regret sort of not continuing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I still regret it. Not for all of them. I went to the, to art school and I just knew they were, I had the feeling that they were trying to make me do what they wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's not me. That's not how I want to do that. Why are you trying to keep forcing me to do it your way? Mm-hmm. So that was the first one I, I dropped out. Um, and then I actually went to quite a, a, a private school. Um, but that was also, it was too forced to think out of the box. And when I was trying to do that, they didn't understand my ideas. And that's why they graded me with lower grades. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how? How can you not see that? How can you not see the details in my plan? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that, that also... Well, yeah, it gave me quite a big dent on my self-esteem. Yeah. Um, and the third one, yeah, that was actually just a stupid decision. I was maybe thinking it would be an easy way to, to get my studies done. Uh, it was communication. But yeah, something about communication, it's not very creative. So I dropped out mm-hmm. pretty fast also there, mm-hmm. even though my grades were quite good there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have a pattern of people not recognizing your talents, your gifts, your intelligence, and giving you lower grades or, you know, trying to force you to do things in ways that don't feel authentic to you, Mm -hmm. trying to push you inside a mold that you don't fit. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's also the problem with my employer. Um, I was actually one of six people who started this uh, way of working at our company. Uh, so I really built it all up. And that was amazing because we, have, we had 100% of the freedom. Uh, but at one point, they also want to measure how well we were doing, of course. So they made these, yeah, also they call it coaching, training. Um, like forms and every month you had a coaching moment with your team leader or the specialist and then they would uh, grade you also on that but that's also something when you are in conversation and especially with a customer you're trying to get to know these customers and to connect with them and it doesn't always fit into that mold that they created and a conversation having a conversation with someone can get 
like this feeling, the customer can, can get this kind of feeling and you get that connection, but you cannot measure that with a grade on a form. It's just a simple question that says, did you say this in the conversation? Did you mention that? Did you talk to them about that? No, I did not because this customer did not want to know that information. Why should I say that even if it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't yeah. add up. It, it's so strange. Yeah. The system is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm smiling as I listen to you because it is, it is so relatable and it is such a big part of giftedness. Again, Yummy. I mean, it's, it, the sort of, you know, in, 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 in workplaces or education systems, there's often a system when we follow the rules and this is the way it's done. And it's sort of one size fits all. And yeah. you follow the steps and it's business as usual. And we want to track and measure and, and do all these things. And, and you, you're like, well, it doesn't always work. And if it doesn't always work, then why are we trying to, you know, try and force these situations to all fit this one way of assessing mm -hmm. um, performance in this way. Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't, and, you know, we, we tend to be a bit stubborn sometimes in this way where we're like, well, it doesn't make sense. So why would you make me do this? And so you question and you challenge the system mm -hmm. and the systems themselves or the people who are upholding those systems are not often a big fan of that of the questioning of the questioning yeah 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 I think I think I'm kind of lucky in the company that I work with mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the brand name but uh, no, you don't need to but they um they are actually quite open to a lot of it so mm -hmm. I always have the feeling I can get into a conversation with them um but of course, they, they also need to make money. So it's always, yeah, it's a kind of an in-between thing. Mm -hmm. They are open to the conversation, but most of the time they don't do it because maybe it's only a very small amount of people that it fits for, while it is for the many. So they would rather go with the for the many way than for the small group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a mess how I said that, but I'm struggling with my English sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. You're doing just you're doing just fine. No, it sounds like you have a good employer that's open to hearing your inputs and your and receiving your questions, um, which is great. Again, like we said before, not all employers are like that. And mm -hmm. so it sounds like you have actual like space to improve things and to think critically about th how things are done and to open conversations about, you know, your perspective on these things. Yeah. But what's the but? Yeah. There's that something in there that still feels like a struggle even though you have that space. Yeah. I think it is because you're still not being heard because they will always go with the many way mm. and not with the smaller group. So they will always like shut your idea down a little. Yeah. 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 And it's also quite funny because uh, when I was in, in training, 
with them. That's about six years ago now. Mm. Um, I, I, I kind of saw a flaw in the system that they, that they were using, uh, like customers calling and how they were, um, yeah, going with, with the whole process of the customer calling, what is the problem or what is the question and how they solved it. They, they had it, yeah, also in, in really a tight schedule, um, the customers had to be, or their questions had to be answered within this kind of time. And there were a lot of departments. So I already saw a flaw in that and I, I, I told them that. Uh, like, isn't it better if you do it the other way? And the funny thing is it got shut down right there because they said that is not in our business plan. <laughs> yeah. And Okay. So I was like, okay, we're not going to do that. Fine. And the funny thing is after like four years later, they started doing what I suggested four years ago or mm -hmm. for now, six years ago. And the funny thing is it works even better. So mm -hmm. the people... Uh, that are doing that now, implementing that into the field and everything, they, they don't know me. I didn't talk to them all those years ago. So they must have come, <laughs> come up with that idea by themselves. But still, I'm like, yeah, okay. Maybe you should have listened to me. But yeah. So I already know that I'm, I'm capable of, of more. Yeah, within my job, I can, I can do more. There is more responsible responsibility that I can handle mm -hmm. but yeah what you said before I, I think they just don't recognize it yeah okay right <laughs> yeah I mean again the things that you describe are incredibly relatable and I can imagine that you know, this can be a cause of resentments of mm -hmm. like, you guys, I told you four years ago and only now you are implementing this idea, but it would have, you know, it would have benefited everyone if you had, you guys had listened to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it can be so frustrating to feel unheard, to feel like your ideas are being shut down and then it takes them ages to realize, actually, this is a great idea. Let's start implementing it. But then you don't get the credit. You don't get the visibility that you deserve. Mm -hmm. It's, it's rough and it's frustrating. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I feel really frustrated over the past few years. Mm -hmm. So that's why I also know it's like proof of uh, I know that this job is not for me. Maybe the employer is not for me, but mm -hmm. we will see about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, the career coaching is going to help you sort out these questions and mm -hmm. and and look at your options. Um what I would like to do is to just bring us back gently to this question of the, the fear of disappointing others, mm -hmm. because what I hear as a, as a red threat through all of this is that you have a lifetime of experiences of not fitting the mold yeah, and of not fitting the expectations of other people mm -hmm. and therefore of failing fitting in because you don't 
And, and therefore that fear of letting people down of disappointing because you cannot meet their expectations. Yeah. Yeah, true. It is true. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah. you don't, sometimes you don't need to say anything because just looking back and seeing those threads can be, you know, an insight on its own. Yeah. Connecting the dots. Definitely. Yeah, sometimes it can be so easy, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not easy. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, that's why coaching is actually such a powerful thing because it can, you know, we've been talking for what, 20, 30 minutes and you you can yeah get a lot deeper and understand why you have certain responses or certain triggers or certain tendencies to behave in certain ways. And, you know, you, you came into this conversation saying, well, I want to talk about procrastination because I keep yeah. <laughs> putting these things off. And I warned you right before, right before we started recording, I told yeah. you, well, you know, people come into these conversations thinking, okay, this is what I want to discuss. And, and a whole other, you know, things start coming up. Yeah. Um, and procrastination is often a symptom. And so what we've, been doing today is to look at well what's beneath all that and that's that fear to disappoint with those this those calls that you keep putting off because you don't yeah. want to disappoint people mm -hmm. and we've traced that back all the way to you know when that incident with your dad and 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 school and dropping out and and so that not meeting people's expectations, feeling like you're letting people down is a point of, of sensitivity for you. Yeah. But what I want to do next is to look at, can we shift your perspective on this a little bit? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone yeah. listening is now like, yes, I hope so too. Please tell <laughs> I'm me. Tip of my chair right now. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Secret. So, right now you're looking at this in in you know, in, and it makes sense in in negative terms. We're talking about failing. We're talking about not fitting in. We're talking about disappointing people, letting people down. It's really heavy. Yeah. But if you look at the core of why you're not fitting in. Is because of the most beautiful thing ever is because you're so creative yeah. and you're curious and you have a mind of your own and you're an independent critical thinker. And that's why you don't always fit that mold. Yeah. It's because you're different from how most other people think. And that yeah. is a beautiful thing. It is an asset to have a mind like that. That's true. Yeah. I'm not one of the many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have a unique perspective. You're mm -hmm. a deeply creative individual. And that creativity comes out in all different ways, including in how you think about things. Yeah. Definitely. You don't just accept things and do as you're told and just nod your head and, 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 and do it. You, you, you think about those things. And you have really good ideas, clearly, 
not always people, people don't always hear them or listen to them or do something with them, but you know that your ideas are good and there's proof for that in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. True. So it is a blessing that you don't fit into those molds. Mm -hmm. It is a blessing that you're not meeting people's expectations because what you're doing is you're actually exceeding those expectations. But people don't realize that you're exceeding them. <laughs> they don't understand it. They don't. They <laughs> just don't understand. They're like, oh, you're not doing what, what we're telling you to do. And so you're not meeting our expectations. But actually, you're doing a better job. But people just sometimes they're blind to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. That's a nice way to, to see it and to think of it. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> that's good <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely so you you know those failing experiences with dropping out of you know the education system it's it's not because you weren't able to meet the expectations it's because you were actually you know above the bar and that's why you didn't fit in you were exceeding the expectations and people didn't realize Okay, I'm going to sleep on that. <laughs> I'm going to repeat it every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just hope that at some point I can let go of the fear of the letting down of myself yeah. or, or others. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's the goal, I think, to let go. That's all also a very thing by itself, letting go. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a nice way to think about it. Yeah. And, you know, this is such a different perspective. It's the kind of the opposite of how you were thinking about this before. So it needs some time again, as, as you said yourself, you need to sleep on it. You need to lean into those thoughts and those feelings. And, you know, this is why one conversation, it, it can be enough to sort of have that idea, but then yeah. the work follows after that. So that's why you're going to benefit from a coaching you know, program that's longer term. So you can actually let those ideas th sink in and to start changing your mindset, which takes work. It's not like done like that. No, definitely. And then to start making changes in your life, start implementing different actions. Um, but I think within the, the scope of this one conversation that we have today, it would be really good to start. I don't know, maybe you like to journal or, you know, start thinking about what we just said. Listen to this podcast mm -hmm. episode again and yeah. again. <laughs> I will. And take notes yeah. and start telling yourself these things. You know what? I'm actually exceeding people's expectations. It is a blessing that I don't fit that mold. It is my strength. It is my asset that I don't fit that mold. Because once you really start understanding and feeling and embodying the strength of not fitting in, oof, the world's yours, you know, the, the world's at your feet. You can do <laughs> anything. You become yeah, invincible. Be yeah. Yeah. Just believe in yourself. That's actually quite powerful by itself. Yeah. Yeah. And then that fear of disappointing people will slowly start to subside and to become weaker and weaker and lose its 
and the power it holds over you right now. Yeah. Because that fear is rooted in you constantly trying to meet other people's expectations. Mm -hmm. But once you start seeing that it's your strength that you're not fitting them, you stop wanting to do that. And so the fear of disappointing others, which is connected to that desire to fit the mold, yeah. will start to disappear. Yeah. And I can just be fully myself instead of being that chameleon again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. you're, you're adapting, you're adjusting. Like you say, the chameleon image is a really good one that's capturing it. Yeah. So, so this is the work. And yeah. It's gonna, it's a journey. You're, you're embarking on a journey and this is just the first conversation that's sparking that. Yeah, definitely. But it's beautiful and it's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You shifted something in my head. So <laughs> wonderful. That's, the that's my goal. only goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, that's coaching. That's what this is about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's perfect. Yeah. I'm quite thankful for that. Thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you for joining me on this podcast. And um, yeah, good luck with everything. Great. It was awesome. Thank you, well, Simona. Alsjeblieft. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Smart Rebel Podcast. I hope you too leave this session with many of your own insights and takeaways. For more content, follow me on Instagram at The Smart Rebel, subscribe to my newsletter, or check out my blog about giftedness on the website, thesmartrebel.com. Do get in touch if you have any reflections to share. And if you would like to be coached by me on this podcast, you can apply for a spot on the website. See you next time.